0: Hello and welcome to Painter Bright Quarterly Slush Pile. So happy that you're tuning in to hear us today and um, really excited to share our process with you. So what we do is we get submissions from you and then uh, when we see something that we think might make a great conversation on online, we write the person, ask for their permission, get their permission, and then get together with you and each other and um, make a recording of our editorial meeting. So um, I'll keep the mic and say the we uh, begins with me. I'll start. I'm Kathleen Volkmiller. Uh, we're still Zooming from home and um, not, not for most of our lives, but at least for the podcast. So I'm at home and I'm going to bounce this to Jason
1: Schneiderman. Hi, Jason. I, I'm also at home. I was trying to make it into the office, but I didn't succeed and I had too many things that needed to get done remotely. Um but yeah, so I am in Hamilton Heights and I will bounce it to Dagny.
2: Thanks, Jason. I'm Dagny Forrest. I'm always at home because I work from home and I have since, <laughs> well the dawn of time <laughs> <laughs> so i just have to remember to wear something other than slippers today if i want to feel like an adult and i'm going to bounce it to anthony our amazing sound engineer
1: hi uh i'm anthony Lung. i'm glad to be home because my feet are still killing me but it's a nice day to get some rest in and sort of listen to these poems so yeah i'm excited
0: Great, great, thank you everybody for being here. So we'd like to also thank Erica Wright who has given us permission to read a couple of her poems today. Um, I'm still battling a cold. So I think we have two poems and we have Jason and Dagny. Either one of you can jump right in and uh, start with Marine Biology by Erica Wright. I could do that. Thank you, Dagny.
2: Okay, Marine Biology. Not even my dog knows me, hovers outside the bathroom as I wash blood from the porcelain, wipe up the floors. I feel more at ease with the mess than the pain. We're not supposed to talk about that anyway. My fleet of would-be mothers who never labored but birthed something too. Mine Half seahorse, half anemone, like something you'd find in an off season coastal gift shop after looking for whales and not finding any whales. And now my skin turns blue as if my veins are submarines surfacing after too long underwater. Did you know the Navy studies sharks in hopes of making better ships? Can you imagine? Mariners on megalodons. Let's name them after our ancestors. Let's hold the notion of them inside our heads until they're real.
1: Gorgeous reading.
2: Thank you. Great poem.
1: Yeah, nice, nice, nice.
0: Great reading too.
2: Love that start, not even my dog knows me, and hovers, which kind of holds you there till you get down to the next line.
1: Oh, the movement of this poem is just amazing and heartbreaking. it's like just keeps um the way that it moves forward while touching base with what came before, the way that the image system um is always kind of both moving forward while moving backwards. um it's really stunning um the sort of the the miscarriage with the um, what is it phy- phylogeny recreates on, Todd, Jenny, what is the, I, I, I can't remember the, the phrasing that the, that the evolution of um, humans is present in the gestation of humans. Right. We kind of start to see creatures and you know, we sort of develop limbs and, yeah. um, and so the way that kind of keeps touching base with that and the way that the, the um, loss is, you know, the, the whales, the submarines, and then reaching the end with the ancestors at this moment of loss and the sort of like the way that it's moving forward but moving backwards I it, um, it is,
2: it's very masterfully done and it's really just seven short stances each of three lines it at you know at a glance as a poem it looks very uh, light on the page um but it there's so much in here as, I mean, it, you know, the description that you just launched into, Jason. I mean, it really speaks to this, and it's just wow. There is there's so much packed in here, and it's so deftly done. And 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 of course, she never says miscarriage, and yet no.
0: it's so clear. Mine half seahorse, half anemone. 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 Anemone.
2: If you watch Finding Nemo, it's
0: okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: They trip over anemone all the time. Uh, that's the point. It's- oh,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so that, that line was very heartbreaking to me. Besides, oh. I don't know how to pronounce it. The mine, right? Yeah, mine.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Mine. Have and to- then all that disappointment, right? An off season coastal gift shop after looking for whales and not finding whales. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love. um. How about it's talking about so many, so important things, and yet it's still so intimate and even conversational. You know, the uh, penultimate stanza, did you know the Navy studies sharks in hopes of making better ships? Can you imagine, you know, that we study nature?
2: Yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah, something that would come out over coffee or standing, talking to a uh-huh. the. So Can you imagine? Awesome.
1: It just, it just braids together the intellectual, the emotional, and the visceral in this way where you, you want to talk to the speaker, right? You just want to, like, have a chat. But, like, you're also aware that this is this incredibly dire moment, right? That something really monumental and consequential is happening um, or has happened and is in the aftermath of being cleaned up. And then the mind is kind of wandering in this engaged conversational way. Uh, that just, I I just keep getting drawn back over and over again. And and the speaker that emerges, um, I both want to take care of and to engage with and just to listen to.
0: Like, I, I think too, like there's so much important being said in these conversational sentences, right? I feel more at ease with the mess than the pain. Obviously, you clean it up and it's gone, right? But the pain, metaphorical and physical, will be there for a while. Right. I feel more at ease with the mess than the pains. So it's a casual sentence, but yet contains yeah. so much. And it makes so
2: much sense. We can clean up a mess, right? It's practical. Right. It's it's something you can just turn your attention to. You can do it without even thinking while pushing that pain away. Right. Um, to deal with later. And if you're trying to become a mother, become a parent, that later is always there. Um Which returns, as you said before, Kathy, with her, you know, wandering through the coastal gift shop, you know, it's kind of like anything, anything will do, you know, I just want to, I just want to start this process, want it to work.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: and then finishing with let's hold the notion of them inside our heads until they're real. I mean, that's, that's the heartbreak right there, right? It's just, if I could believe enough, why, why isn't that enough?
1: Right it's It's such a beautiful sort of meditation that that ending, let's hold the notion of them insider has until they're real. It's such a beautiful meditation on what it means to decide to become a parent, right. to have yeah. like the notion that you're going to make this person. Yeah. Um, and then you do or you don't, and then the person is who you thought they were going to be or they're not, and probably more not. then yeah. <laughs> yes. But um, oh my god, it's it's so beautiful the way that that emotional echo of mm. um planning another person against mm. planning a shift and against um this visceral loss is and just gorgeous
0: it's all possibility at that point yeah. yeah it's beautiful really beautiful and i think that simple line can you imagine mm. is also part of all of that right yes yeah imagining this other life imagining you know you know what's funny you guys maybe not funny maybe it's gonna reveal too much about me but I've been actually looking really hard to find one thing that I could say. But what about you know, just to like yeah. you know, make us do more than just praise the poem? And there's nothing that itches at me at all. I can't find anything to question or poke. The, the well, it was
1: so smooth.
2: It, it it yeah, it really is. And I think Kathy admitting that we we're we're looking for those cracks. Or any sign of you know something maybe not pulling its weight. I mean, sure, that's what we're doing here, right? It's 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 why we're holding up this process. And yeah, this this poem completely stands up to scrutiny.
1: I've, okay, I've been well. talking a lot to my my students have, have I, I don't know I have I have this semester where all of my students are really interested in um, style, and it's great because like I sort of you know <laughs> the point at which I was like you know talking about style is really hard. Um, And if someone's not interested in it and they just wanna kind of like, you know, get the ideas out, then that's, you know, kind of one thing. But I've been talking a lot about flow and the way that like one idea picks up into the next. And this is sort of a masterclass in flow that Mm. each thing is often intuitively linked back to the thing before, but each thing is perfectly prepared by what's become, by by what's come before and links directly to what's coming after so that you have this almost this vortex of um, thinking and feeling and losing and being that's just uh, stunning. And it won't, you know, I was was talking to my students about why we don't just say stuff like, right? (laughs) Why don't we just, you know, have abstract discussions of what we feel. And, you know, I was saying that one of the reasons that we stay with narrative, that we stay with image, um that we stay with these kind of processes and monologues is they don't simplify you can't resolve them That Mm. when we just sort of like say like oh i felt this thing um it often asks us to reduce or to simplify or to leave out and it often kind of feels like you can control it because now you have the thing to do and that one of the amazing things and I i think this sort of does this as a meditation which both engages narrative and engages um uh hypotheticals and thought, um, it you can't simplify it. like the complexity of this experience, the complexity of this loss, of this wholeness, of this recovery, of this process, um, you can keep going back to it over and over again because it will not simplify that its complexity is um preserved by the thought process.
2: Oh, I like that. That makes a lot of sense. Well, I so- think there's Probably not going to be any surprise here. You're going to say, Shall we vote? I was going to say, Shall we vote? Yeah, as
1: a time for that one. Yeah, yeah,
0: like which is for the hell of it, right? <laughs> okay. One, two, three, vote. And it's in. Thank you so much, Erica. We're honored to publish this poll. And now, if Jason
1: could read the next one for us, that would be awesome. Okay, this one's long. All right, okay. we're ready. Engaged. Um, Although every time my students are like, my poem's really long, I'm like, yeah, Paradise Lost is long. Your poem is two pages. <laughs> Too many animal stories. In the same town where a man's gun discharged, killing a woman across the street, we ordered sandwiches and watched tourists rent inner tubes to hold their bodies up in the river below. I've been sick for weeks now, bad sick at first, and now I can hold myself up. You started grinding your teeth at night, and it hurts to move your jaw in the morning. We joke about low points. We joke about how we'll never leave this house again. Of all the days to miss, I can't say why I latched onto that one in Helen, Georgia. We find a movie about the Trans Am bike race, and I make a joke about my dad's old car with the Phoenix on the hood, its wings spread with such precision that they never spilled over the sides. Sometimes a snake hid underneath and was so long it could stretch its body from one side of the two-lane road to the other. Tail in one ditch, head in the other, a perversion of that joke about the chicken. The thing Hmm. about being sick while the world has stopped is that I start to wonder if it's all a carousel game and we're being punished for trying to jump off. When I push myself off the bathroom floor again, the tiles won't stop spinning. Asbestos. I remember the real estate agent warned us about asbestos and not to take them out ourselves. I like the bathroom. The porcelain tub feels like ice when I rest my head against the side, wait for stillness. You take out the trash for us because of the rats. I don't mind them, but once when one ran across my foot, I couldn't get clean enough after. The neighbors coo over our new dog chicken bones for her, which we pry from her teeth. Sometimes the incisors scrape my skin, and she never apologizes for her nature. I apologize for mine all the time. I'd prefer to be Hardy, the kind of traveler who could take a cross-country train alone and sleep sitting up, living on trail mix and coke. Not the one who needs C-bands. They sound like the bracelets of some strong-willed mermaid who doesn't care what anybody thinks of her, but they're cheap elastic with plastic eyes. Outside my window, the wind harasses the trees and their new leaves, which are less impressive than the old ones. Last year, a grim lived there, and I'd make up stories for him before bed. Not that he slept. Not that I know of. There once was a hellhound who loathed the predator rigor immoral. He disliked the rending of flesh and gnawing of bones, the howling he could take or leave. One day, sheep wandered below him. They smelled of honeysuckle and dirt. They didn't bite each other, then pretend they were joking. He sewed his costume right away. There's not much more I can say about the rat from earlier. He fell from a trash bag and leapt at me, tiny claws digging into my shoe, a medium-sized rat. They say they're more afraid of us than we are of dying.
0: Oh, woo. oh woo, woo, woo. Uh, So listen, slushies, while we think on this, that was a long poem, as Jason said, it even spills onto a third page uh, by a little bit, but I would like to tell you that it's also done in couplets. There are two line stanzas um, for all of that right, for this long meditation on so many things. Um, And if you would like to see it, go to pbqmag.org and you can take a look.
1: And it it parses, it's interesting the way the couplets in this poem are different than the tercets in the last poem. And this poem has slightly longer lines than the last poem. And so the the tercets in the last poem kind of made it feel, the short lines in the tercets kind of made it feel um, very fluid. And in this one, the couplets and the longer line make it feel really parsed, that it kind of breaks up the poem into these chunks as you kind of keep going through these different pieces. But it doesn't have, there's a way in which like the other one is a little bit more metabolized and everything is in kind of more of a swirl. And I feel like this one's a little bit more of a mosaic And each of Mm. those pieces, the rat, the asbestos the shooting, like they kind of stay more separate. Like you can Mm -hmm. sort of see the tiles. They don't kind of blur into each other in the same way.
2: It definitely helps just with interacting with the poem. It's so dense that if it it wasn't done this way, I think it would be much harder to read. Uh, Just, you know, you'd feel more like you were plowing through it, but this definitely lightens the experience.
1: Yeah, I think if it were one stanza, like if it weren't in couplets, it would be much more, it would be overwhelming.
2: Yeah, if it was um, just a column, yeah.
1: And it, it's very it's very wise about pacing your journey through the poem, um, that it, it kind of uses the couplets, the, the lines and the stanza breaks are used to give you a little bit of space so that each of the pieces can interact with each other. Mm-hmm. It's a really capacious. It,
2: yeah, yeah. There's a lot in here, a lot take, to take in here. But as you say, it does have a sense of um, roominess to it. Yeah. I'm intrigued by, I don't know. Sorry, guys. I'd be sort of jumping down to a little more than ha- no, more than halfway, well, well over halfway. Last year, Grim lived there and I'd make up stories for him before bed. And the couplets that follow that, it really kind of feels like it wanders into fable territory here it's quite a change from what comes before in the poem i'm interested in what you two think about that and how you found it in your experience of moving through this poem
1: i i was confused by that i'm not sure what the grin is i was sort of like wait what's happening i don't either
2: (laughs) i don't either so
1: that and then there's that gap before there so there's this kind of like
2: it almost looks like a mistake yeah based on how the the poem oh. as a whole is lineated. This is this one line with a, with a, with a gap, a very large gap, like a tab between t- the words lived in there. So that's interesting.
1: But it, it enters this like supernatural, like everything up until this point has been very much about sort of like the unexpected of the natural world, um, the snake, the rat um, the asbestos, the, the, there's this way in which, like, there's, the, the poem is often putting fear of and concern for into a really interesting tension,
2: mm-hmm. where, like, you
1: see the snake across the road, and on one hand, you're, like, that's a scary snake. <laughs> that snake should not be that big. But on the other <laughs> hand, you're, like, oh my god, but someone's gonna drive over it. Like, that snake has absolutely maximized the danger that it's in from any passing car. Yeah. Um, and even with like the dog, where like the neighbors are giving it chicken bones and you're sort of like, no, that, that's going to hurt the dog. Yeah, that's dog. not going to no, end well. It's not okay for the dog. Um, and then when we get to the Grim and the Hellhound, and we sort of like enter this, you know, allegorical fairy tale space, um, I, I almost felt like that gap is the whole I fall into. Like, I and mean, I'm not usually like a literalizing person in terms of the way things look on the page but I, I did have this sense of like the word grim as kind of a jar because I, I I does it mean something I, I thought it was only an adjective um but then the space opens up and then I kind of go with it.
2: yeah yeah I'm, I'm not sure what's intended by it and and at one point I almost felt like have we accidentally combined two poems here but then <laughs> you-
0: I just checked
2: yeah no 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 and yeah so no we're good Kathy yeah. absolutely and she's right back in there with there's not much more I can say about the rack from earlier right and, yeah. and kind mm-hmm. of ties up that loose end um so, yeah, so but, I'm sorry just there you know, is no yeah.
0: a noun right there is no grim and now and uh and it was m- what my brain kind of went to was sort of like a gargoyle like I pictured it living on the tree. So somehow yeah. it was gargoyle like um creature, you know, like a perched in the tree. Oh, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, somewhere between an elf and something scary, you know, but like a, with a gargoyle-y face. But then it has a costume. And that was the moment that I went, "What now?" Did you know if you keep on if you look after she uh, at a makeup story. Da da, 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 da da He disliked the rending and you knowing like of bones. The howling like he could take her
1: leave. I think that's the hellhound who's sewing. The he costume. sewed his
0: costume right away. So it's it's the.
1: It's a hellhound in sheep's clothing. <laughs> the hellhound is. Yeah, it's it's a wolf. The wolf in sheep's clothing, but it's it's the hellhound sewing his costume, um, to trick the sheep. Okay. This is
2: familiar territory, Jason. You having. Done your own poems about fairy tales, and... okay, okay.
1: <laughs> but he doesn't like it. I mean, that's that's the sort of the interesting thing is that he's yeah. um, he's doing the predator thing, but we also have the sense that he's not really going to.
2: He disliked the rending of flesh and gnawing of bones. Yeah, like just couldn't be getting on with that.
0: So we have bones. Repeat. Yeah, we do. And, and I, I also don't believe that any anybody doesn't mind the rats. So that's what it did start to make me go, where are we going? What's weird is how, let's talk about this for a minute. It's so, I certainly don't want to say mundane, but it is so grounded in normalcy in the beginning, right? Like we have this scene of like sitting in some random town and, the tourists and the sandwiches and, and then, you know, we get the COVID reference and not to be uh, insulting to the poem, but the, the, that, those references are things that we're used to, you Mm -hmm. know, we don't think we'll ever leave the house again. Right. Like, and
2: just the act of being sick and and so on. It's all very that way. Yeah.
0: Yes. And then even the, the neighbors feeding the chicken bones i'm having to get the chicken bones out of the dog like everything is so normal so we have a a snake and a phoenix two references to chicken although it's yeah although there's no (laughs) actual chicken we'll start cataloging a dog
2: and and I love the I would prefer to be the hardy, the kind of traveler who could take a cross country train alone and sleep sitting up living on trail mix and coke like I, I feel like yeah. all of that again is very relatable. I think it feels for me and, and, and I feel like what we're kind of getting to here is that it feels like there isn't, you know, an obvious transition into this more fabulous this kind of fable focused part of. The poem right it's not as though the speaker in the poem is saying and i was looking for
0: okay.
2: you know, ways to escape the you know the grind of reality and you know it's just it's just suddenly we're there it,
0: yeah I yeah that's what's jarring. Well, yeah and, and you know her voice is very very different in this one right mm, uh, yeah but just as likable I was smiling and nodding and just loving this journey and her witticisms, you know, um, the same area that you were just talking about. I would prefer to be the hardy traveler, not the one who needs sea bands. <laughs> yeah. they, they sound like the bracelets of some strong willed mermaid who doesn't care what <laughs> anybody thinks of her. Right. Like I'm, I'm la- I I want to hang out with her. It's a great image. Oh yeah, yeah. she like she she has such interesting thoughts. Yeah, right, right. The wind harasses the trees, and their new leaves, which are less impressive than last than the old ones. I'm like smirking and laughing. It was funny.
1: Yeah, That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I I've, I've been watching the new leaves come on the trees, and I mean, I sort of love them for being like you know the brighter green and being smaller and just starting to open. But it's true, like.
2: They are this less is a very funny impressive. Way to put it
1: that they're less impressive less yeah, impressive.
2: yeah. It, well, it's such a it's such a um, low-key way of saying it, but just spot on too, yeah, yeah
1: hmm. okay. well,
0: what are we saying about these parts that we don't understand? Are we saying it's
1: problematic or just part of the fun? I you know, ordinarily, I feel like I would be the person who's like stopped by it and I just I I liked it. I was like, I'll go with this. Um, it, it felt. I loved this kind of weird little detour into the supernatural. And in a lot of ways, I felt like that typographical um, gapping was a way to signal that we'd left the, um, that we were kind of coming ungrounded. And I really Uh. enjoyed the Because I mean, up until this point, everything has been um, very natural. But like talking to this creature that lives in the tree who doesn't sleep, like we're sort of, you know, like, This person now trusts us enough to tell us about something that may make us question their grip on reality. And I kind of enjoyed going there. And I've also, I mean, and I also loved the thing about the rat and the way in which you can sort of live in proximity to something and kind of know that it's there. But then the minute it's actually upon you um, is very, very different.
2: Oh, yeah, that uh, earlier in the poem, uh, when the speaker says, I don't mind them, but once, when one ran across my foot, I couldn't get clean enough after. I mean, I know exactly yeah. how that
1: feels. Uh, but, sure. Yeah. I mean, I see rats all the time when I'm coming home, yeah. but when one actually runs across my foot, like, ah, that's, that's wait, different. I mean, it's very different.
2: That but, is yeah. different. Yeah, totally. And I mean, yeah, if we just, if we kind of just go back to the start again, I mean, what a great beginning in the same town where a man's gun discharged, killing a woman across the street. We ordered sandwiches, you know, like it's just yeah. the, the contrasts in there are amazing. I mean, Erica knows how to start a poem, but she also knows how to carry on. And so I'm kind of with you that I'm prepared to trust her with this real tonal shift later on because there
0: are so many strengths here. After the that opening line and those opening images there's no way i thought we'd get to where we end up true right? true Absolutely. yeah
2: yeah yeah if you want to talk about appreciating surprise in a poem it's here
0: well i think that i think we're ready yeah,
2: let's do it, let's we're, do ready it. we're ever going to be okay.
0: <laughs> all righty then one two three vote and it's it Two for two, Erica. We cannot thank you enough. What a pleasure. Yeah, those were so
2: interesting. They were they were really interesting to dig into.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So slushies, take a look at them as well. Uh org And um I, I wanna I wanna do a deep dive on Erica, right? And see what else she's got because I, I love these so much. Um, thank you guys can I can are we wrap it up
1: I think so Do, is there anything else I you think want to talk so about? all
0: right well thank you very much uh keep reading let us know how we're doing and thank you woohoo
1: thanks everybody
2: bye, thanks. bye.